Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me on a Monday for today's episode with Dr. Brandy Victory. We had such an expansive conversation. We talked about a lot of different topics, but the main topics that you're going to hear about today are embodying your sensual self and quantum energetics for soulful healing. It's a really powerful conversation and I'm excited to get into it. Before we get into the show today, I want to remind you that we have a really amazing giveaway, which is in celebration of our 50,000 downloads for the Feminine Frequency podcast, which blows my mind where we're headed together in this podcast and what has been created already is just mind-blowing. So this giveaway, when you enter to win, you'll win a 60-minute Feminine Frequency coaching session with me. This is designed to support you in healing any mindset blocks as well as any energy blocks in the areas of relationships or business. And I will be supporting you in that session. It'll be a highly customized private coaching session. And the way that you can enter to win is to leave a rating and a review on either your podcast app or on iTunes, and then take a screenshot of your favorite episode from the Feminine Frequency podcast upload it on social media to your stories on Instagram or to your feed and tag me at Amy Natalie Co. Once you enter the drawing, then we will be announcing the winner at the beginning of next month, the beginning of April. And I can't wait to see who wins this session. So you might want to pause this, this episode, go ahead and leave a review. It only takes one to two minutes and share on social media and you'll be entered to win. All right, so let's intro our guest for today, Dr. Brandy Victory. She leads the movement in helping women heal from digestive disorders, autoimmunity, chronic fatigue, and fibromyalgia so they can access their greatest potential. She utilizes functional blood chemistry and develops personalized supplement protocols and combines this with intuitive spiritual healing, neuroemotional work, and shamanistic healing modalities. She is also a chiropractor with a strong focus on nutrition and coaches women to their greatness by helping them access their innate healing potential that lies within. She believes that you have everything you need within you to heal, and you just need to find the key to unlock your healing potential so that you can shine. I absolutely love Dr. Brandy's approach to healing, and I think you're going to love this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. Hello, Dr. Brandy Victory. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. 
I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, we had the opportunity to connect earlier this week where I got a chance to be on your podcast. So we're doing a little podcast swap, which is always really fun. And now it's my turn to learn more about you and to share more of your wisdom, which, you know, just even from your bio and from our few conversations that we've had, just I love how multidimensional your approach is to healing um, and looking forward to learning more about that today. So thank you for being here. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be able to share the truth of healing for to people, you know? Yeah. How long would you say that you've been on this path of being interested in, in health and more of like, even like the energetic side of healing? Have you always been interested in both? Um, or did it start with one and then lead to another? What, what has your journey been with that? Yeah, it it started with one. Um, when I was younger, I was very sick um, with multiple problems going on, and <clears throat> my journey. You know, I went I went through. I had bipolar manic depression. I had fibromyalgia. I had chronic fatigue. I had autoimmunity. I had hypothyroidism. I was twelve sizes bigger than I am now. I mean, it was it was a pretty um, pretty bleak and terrible ex- existence. I mean, and literally, I was planning my death. Like I did not want to live because really just getting out of bed sometimes and brushing my teeth were the greatest successes I would have in a day. It was, it was really difficult. And to be a younger person, I was in my twenties when that was going on. And to know that, um, or to think that my life was going to be chalked up to one laying in bed and watching Oprah while everybody else is living a great life out there. Uh, it wasn't really what I wanted to do, you know? Um, so you know, I tried all the diets. <laughs> I'm the queen of programs. I've done them all trying to lose the weight. I've worked out super extra hard. I've been in the fitness world. I, you know, I've done all the, the things, the ex, the external things to try to maintain and cultivate a, a better feeling in my body and a better weight and, you know, feeling better in my skin kind of thing. And, um, it wasn't until later that I came into the, understanding of the deeper aspects of healing and that we have to reach on to the, into the inside and heal from the inside out uh, to actually attain a sustainable level of well-being for ourselves. So that's kind of how that went. Mm, yeah. I love that intersection of spirituality and going inside to do the healing starting there and just really want to acknowledge the journey that you've been on such a transformation. And I know that that takes a lot of commitment to really changing your life and to being, becoming a new version of yourself. So how long did it take you to really, once you had, had, you know, started to realize like, I don't want to live like this anymore. How long do you feel like it took you to really get to a place of, of more balance and healing within yourself? Sure. Yeah. It's a great question. And it's a really hard question to answer because I mean, the truth of it is I'm still working on it. You know, I, I honestly, I mean, every single day I wake up and I, I have my practice and I have my rhythm that I'm usually committed to really well. And when I'm not things get out of balance. Right. So, um, so, so really as I become older and wiser, I get more, 
Um, it is not from a place of discipline and willpower of, oh, I'm going to do my practice so I don't have to like feel shitty. Um, excuse me if that's okay. <laughs> Sorry if I said that. Um, it, it's really more from a, a deeper place of, of knowing how I want to live and be and feel in this world. And, and the, the truth, like the more I awaken to the truth of who I be as a spiritual being, having a spiritual be- experience in this physical body. You know, I used to say I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience, but then I I realized at some point that there was this level of separation that still happens there. And so, you know, when I started realizing I'm a spiritual being having a spiritual experience in my physical body, then I can look at my physical experience as a spiritual practice so that I can maintain this level of wellness and optimize my wellness as I age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally is a journey and it evolves over time. What our body needs, what we need personally, it evolves, you know, with over time in different phases of our lives, in different chapters of our lives, it's going to evolve. So I am curious, you mentioned like your, your, your daily practices, and I think it'd be awesome to hear like currently, what are some of the things that you do to support your health and your connection to your spirituality? Oh, yeah. Great question. Uh, currently, and it does change, you know, because I, I personally like variety. Um, but currently, I I wake up and I read some kind of sacred text or a book that leans into more of a, a, a sacred realization. Like one of my favorite books right now is A Return to Love by Miriam Williamson. Mm. Have you read that? I love that book. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I just keep it on my altar. And then before my meditation, I just flip it to a page and I read a section and then I just take that into my meditation. Um, I also practice a, a, a Buddhist uh, chanting um a Buddhist chant called Nichiren Buddhism, and it's um, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. Um, that's a, a pretty big part of my life. I, I say that, but I, I also want to clarify that I'm not necessarily Buddhist. I, I believe that all paths have have that validity and so i love i love pulling from all the different paths from hinduism from christianity i have a picture of jesus right by my gohanzan you know so um most buddhists would probably frown at that but you know it's it's what inspires me because you know jesus is the, the greatest healer we know and so i'm like if i can aspire to what this man did right then i'm going to bring forth the best thing i can possibly do in the most purpose fulfilled life that i can possibly do so yeah so i meditate and i chant and i journal and um you know honestly my work is is a spiritual practice for me and it keeps me aligned when i'm when i'm like really in the creative flow of it because it's it's like what i'm teaching in the world is what i'm also kind of learning and working on or have learned and worked on so it's just like this evolutionary process of awakening as i dive deeper into the work that i'm doing but other things Mm -hmm. that also keep me sane and balanced are um reading books that aren't (laughs) self-help i figured out (laughs) so smart (laughs) um this this year that was one of my goals is to to read more novels is to read for pleasure right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it makes such a difference it really does. And, and, you know, maintaining a, a healthy diet and, you know, for me, you know, eating gluten or corn syrup or processed sugar or, um, 
grains for the most part. They just don't really make me feel great. So I, I pretty much avoid them. Uh, I'm not saying I won't ever have a piece of chocolate cake again, because <laughs> I think that can be healing too. And, um, you know, I just really pay attention to what's going in my body so that I can have the highest level frequency that, that I can uh, to express my, my most purposeful self. And, and some days it's laying in bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I really love you. There's been a couple of things that you've shared around like your spiritual practice is not meant to be here to be a like requirement or a forceful thing that like you have to do. Otherwise you're, you're not going to feel better. Like that's not why we do that. That's also not why we eat healthy. And especially when you're coming from this perspective of, Oh, I nourish my body. I nourish my vessel from a place of feeling alive and feeling good and feeling healthy so that I can show up and be the best version of myself. Like that to me has been such a big shift on my journey. And I'm sure going from the diet culture and from, you know, eating to lose weight or eating to look a certain way now eating to feel good and, and choosing to do your spiritual practices because they, they are the most in alignment for who you truly are. And again, like you said, it's not about perfection. It's not about always and never and shoulds, but it's really about, okay, like where can we come from that place of striving to um, aspiring to be our highest selves in any given day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and some days, you know, it's harder than others, you know, and, and, and for my movement, I also movement is like essential for my well being. I, I tend to be very airy and uh, I have, I'm a Libra, which is an air sign. And I have a stellium of planets in my, in Libra when I was born. So it's like being embodied is, can be really difficult for me. Um, so I have to do things to like really bring it in and, and working out, like going to the gym and getting on the treadmill and um, getting on the vibration plate and getting in the sauna and doing kundalini and doing yoga, you know, those kinds of really embodiment practices, hiking, going out in nature. It's a little cold right now to do that. So I haven't been doing that, but those mm. are definitely things that are important for my personal spiritual path. Mm, I think that's so important to, to know about yourself. And, and I love that you, you talk about this piece of embodiment to create that, that feeling of groundedness. And, and I'd love to talk, talk more about that. So, so we can do all this work in the mind and all the work in, in, you know, the spirit realms of meditation and, and connecting yet, but if it's not like brought into the body and we don't feel present in here, then there can be a disconnect. So I'd love for you to share more about whether it be movement for embodiment or even like sensuality to help bring in more of our, our expression and more of our power. I'd love for you to share more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, as women, we tend to be sensual beings anyway, but so, so often, and I think for most women in, in what's been such a masculine world, which is obviously changing, yay, um, mm -hmm. you know, we've been, we've been taught to be, to cut off our our feminine power from a place of sensuality. We've been taught that being in touch with our yoni and, you know, <laughs> moving from that place, living from that place, working from that place is um, not okay, especially with the, the traumas that women have gone through, through sexual trauma and, and, and 
some religious trauma as well that has just said, no, that's dirty. It's bad. It's not good. And, you know, when I, when I see a person, when I work with somebody, I, I don't necessarily see their body. I see their energy. And, and so often I see women, they're, they're living in the heart space and they're living in the head space and they're just cut off from their lower body. Like they're not even in it. And so in, especially in like workshops and one-on-work work I do with people in person, I will, I will help them bring them, bring their energy back into their body and help them feel safe about being in their pelvis and their pelvic floor and, and all those places that feel really scary and dirty and bad Um, because it's necessary to do that. If you want to be in your greatest flow and power, because as women, we are built to birth <laughs> things through our body and, uh, and being embodied and, and having an embodiment practice is so essential. And honestly, I mean, again, you know, everything I'm doing is, is a constant evolution in my own uh, experience of myself. I mean, even just yesterday I had a, um, I had a, a therapy session with this new person I, I was exploring and uh, she took me through this journey about and, and back to like when I was 19 years old and, when I was 19, people thought I was in a, my, my family thought I was in a cult because I was getting into this um, quantum theory and consciousness and all these things. And, you know, 30 years ago, people weren't having that conversation at all. And so I literally had to leave my family, leave Texas, go live somewhere where I knew no one to actually evolve myself in the way that I knew I had to. And, you know, when we're like, cut off like that and we we're taught that what we're doing isn't right in the world we we can disconnect from the truth of who we are and the truth of our purpose and the truth of our reality so you know any woman and i'm sure that you have a lot of entrepreneurs listening i'm imagining because of who you are um you know if, if we're gonna birth through uh, uh something create a new business a birth even a baby for that matter, you know, come on, why do we have so much infertility? Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of those is because we're not energetically in our body, in our, in our pelvis, in our ovaries, in our creative flow. Mm, Yeah. I love how you talked about like bringing the energy down into the pelvis, into the womb space, into this like lower area of our body. And thank you for sharing about, you know, what you're, what you, what you're learning in your own journey as well, because we are constantly learning more and more through our own journeys to teach. And yeah, it is so interesting how disconnected women are from our, our sexuality and not even sexuality, even just sensuality with ourselves, feeling sensuality, meaning feeling your senses and being connected to how your body feels, not just parts of your body, but your whole body. And that's why I've recently started going down on this path of embodiment and I'm getting an embodiment certification this year and really practicing this more for myself, which has been such a deepening practice of connecting with self. And I'll share from my personal experience, there definitely was a lot of religious shame, um, not to the extent of, I know that in like the Catholic religion, there's a lot more, um, like verses in the Bible, or there's a lot of actual, um, direct, you know, conversation about sensuality and sexuality and, you know, not having sex before marriage in, in my religion, which I grew up as in a Jewish religion, 
it was more of the silence around it, like the shame around it, that there was just like, we just don't talk about that. And it, 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 there is shame around um, it being something that is embarrassing or something that is wrong, inherently wrong. And it's so interesting because we as humans, it is part of our nature. It is part of how we even co-create other humans and to have this, religious or so so you mentioned there's religious trauma or there's sexual trauma like we all have different trauma that we've inherited both from the collective or from our personal experience or even ancestrally that we've we've developed and it's stored in our womb it's stored in our body and so we shut down to pleasure we shut down to sensuality and until we can start to really recognize and acknowledge that we all have some type of shame or trauma. And sure, there are exceptions. There are some people who grew up in families who are very sex positive or who were, you know, more open, but it, it's very rare, right? What, what would you say and what you see in your, your clients? That's not common, right? No, that's not common. <laughs> I wish it were common. You know, I see it more common in, in my friends of today who have kids and they're like raising their kids more consciously than I've seen parents in the past, which is a really awesome thing to, to witness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely feel like things are shifting. And also, you know, there's so much liberation in our both in in our energy field, but just in how we express ourselves when we're not carrying that shame, when we're not suppressing that part of ourselves, where there's more aliveness from that sense from being a sensual being and not denying that part of ourselves. So I'm curious to know, like what's opened up for you since you've started to do some more of this work of embodiment and, and being in the body, how do you feel like that has impacted you or your relationships? It is, it's everything. Honestly, it's everything. I, I personally, my, my most profound embodiment practice right now is a practice called Centrally Embodied Dance. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of things like, you know, yoga can be an embodiment practice, but it can also be such a meditative practice that you kind of leave the body. The body is just in a flow and you go into meditation. It's, it's, it's a little different when you're in something like this. This is a class where, you know, you start out small group, like six to eight women, uh, a teacher uh, wearing lingerie. If you want, you don't have to uh, starting out and the lights are all dimmed and they're red and you're on yoga mats and you're, you know, you're being talked through in the warm up. You're just being talked through about like touching your body and feeling your curves and enjoying them, you know, however big or smaller curvy they are. Right. And so, to, so I, I started this practice years ago, several, a few years ago, two, three years ago. And then COVID hit and I, um, I, I quit. Be- well, I mean, cause they closed. Right. And then I wasn't there for a while. Then they opened it back up. And then I was like in this headspace of work already. And I was shifting my, my focus and I was working really hard and I was like, I can't do that. got to focus here, you know, just all in. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a hundred percenter, like whatever I'm in, I'm all in. Mm. And, uh, and then one time my girlfriend, she was like, Hey, let's go have, um, a private with Allie, our teacher. And, and I was like, okay. So three of us, three or four of us went and we just kind of did like a small group. It was our friends, you know, a close express physical expression of this. And, um, 
and I was there. And as soon as I sat down in that classroom on my yoga mat, I literally just started bawling. I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, because my soul knew I had been ignoring her and that it had been leaving her out of the conversation and that she's like knocking on my door every day. And I'm like, uh-uh, got better things to do. I'm a man right now, you know, yeah. <laughs> essentially. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just really crazy how easy it is to like cut it out for me, um, when I'm in that place, but then, then, then I got back into, it. I was like, okay, I'm signing me back up. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since I've been doing that, you know, and the way it flows for me is, uh, the first, you know, couple uh, classes or whatever, I feel really closed and less expressive than I do now. I'm like, I'll wear all the lingerie. I'll like do whatever, you know, cause it feels really, really good. And my teacher will offer me something up. She'll say, okay, well, we could open a little bit more here. We could explore eroticism in this way, or we could explore anger in this way. And for me personally, anger is not a, an emotion that I easily access. Like it's, I just don't get angry. And I didn't really like the idea of trying to make myself get angry because I don't get angry. Right. <laughs> but even in that process, that practice, but I, cause I'm willing to do it like, okay, all right, we'll try. Right. But, but what I found is that, Oh, wow. How interesting. It's not that I don't get angry. I suppress my anger. Right. So what else am I suppressing? What else am I closing myself down to? So, so the embodiment practices, especially through that dance class has really helped me recognize that, it's okay to have all of the emotions and, and yes to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. I had a very similar experience going to my first pole dancing class a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And I was a dancer when I was a child and I loved dancing. And then I lost my love for dancing because of the competition and comparison and feeling like my body was the right body for dancing and really kind of lost that, that part of me in a lot of ways. And also lost like the fun and playfulness that we have when we're little girls where it just, you know, we're, we're curious and we're, we're more adventurous and we don't care as much how it looks. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking for, some dance classes as an adult. And I ended up finding some friends who were doing pole dancing and at the time, because of my upbringing, I had a lot of judgment towards that. I was like, that does not seem like that doesn't seem classy to me. Like that just seems like not what I want to do. And eventually I ended up going to a class as I've been exploring more of, that was a big part of my healing, my body image and my relationship with my body. I'm like, wow, like women's bodies are so beautiful and seeing other women's bodies, all different shapes and sizes moving and having a safe space to do that was so healing. And I just remember that feeling of coming home to myself of like, Oh, this just feels so right. Like it feels so good. It feels like such a natural expression of who I am. And like you were mentioning there resistance there because we're disconnected from it. And there's stuff that comes up when we are, you know, exploring new parts of ourselves. So it's such a beautiful way of self-exploration. We do so much self-exploration through reading and through podcasts and through the mind, but self-exploration through the body, like I feel really emotional about it because it really is, I think, a new access point for women specifically that we're yearning for and that we need. And that's actually going to teach us like a whole new depth and layer of, of 
like pleasure and joy and whatever it is we're looking for. So thank you for bringing this beautiful conversation to, to us today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I too am uh, planning on doing the teacher training for essentially embodied dance. Cause again, I like you, I, I think people, especially women, are missing and they may not even know it. It's like me. I was like, nah, I don't need that class. I'm working right now, you know, but in truth, how much better could my life have been? How much more creative could I have been? How much more tuned into my true expression could I have been if I had been allowing myself to feel literally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a good point. Our brain tells us, oh, if I just work more, then I'm going to get more done and I'll be more productive. And I remember after pretty much every embodiment session I do, I feel so much more open, so much more creative, so much more in my alignment and energetically, like it's not just, you know, shifting my mindset to feel that way. Like it physically shifts our frequency, physically changes us. And yes, so much more can come through. So that's a beautiful reminder as well. Yeah. Oh, so juicy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And so I do want to get back to our conversation around healing because you are, you know, you, you're a very, like have such a dynamic approach to healing. And of course the, the embodiment piece is something that, that feels really present for you now. And I'd love to hear more about, you know, more of this quantum healing and soulful healing that we can access. Um, and what that even means, what does quantum healing and soulful healing entail? Yeah. Great question. Great question. So, you know, most people think about when they have a problem, they go to the doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, you've got whatever diabetes. So here's a drug or you've got X, Y, Z, here's some medication. You know, for me, I went to the doctor and, um, I actually, my, my ex, my ex-husband, um, he found my journal when I was 19 years old and I was, I was literally planning my suicide. And he was like, he literally read my journal, which is kind of bizarre. Somebody would read somebody's journal, but thank God he did. Right. And he's like, you have to go to the doctor. And so he took me to the doctor and the doctor's like, yep, you've got bipolar manic depression. You're going to be on this medication and this medication. And over time it was multiple medications. And, uh, and basically I, you know, I got to a point where I, I, I absolutely knew within myself that my problem wasn't a lack of medication. Like that wasn't the problem. So I thought, well, I should be able to get off my medication and figure it out. So I would try to get off my medication, but every time I did, I would downward spiral and then then go back to the doctor and the doctor's like, you have to stay on your medication. And that's, that's how we're taught in our society. And, you know, this is not to say medication isn't useful because I needed crutches, right? When broke your leg, you need crutches, right? And so I needed crutches, but it's not the, it's not drugs and medicine and surgery do not address the root cause of illness, disease, excess weight, chronic fatigue, or any of the other symptoms. And excess weight is a symptom of something deeper, as is every other symptom that we experience. And this is what I've learned over the years. And I personally haven't been on medication in, gosh, 22 years or something like that, since 2000, basically. Um, and, and what I started learning, I, you know, I met this doctor, his name's Dr. Robert Sounds, and he's a chiropractor in Houston, Texas, where I used to live. And he actually does this 
work on energetic and consciousness work. And, and he gave me some sessions and, and I started feeling better. And what he taught me, I mean, he was like an angel of godsend in my life. And he just taught me that there was like, I was missing a piece of the puzzle. I was, it wasn't, it was way beyond diet, exercise and supplements. Like not that I didn't need personalized supplements built for my, built for whatever deficiencies I had going on and that kind of thing. But there's this other piece of the puzzle and it's, it's the reality that everything we're experiencing, everything is energy. So everything that we're experiencing in our physical body, in our physical reality, in our relationships, in our work, every single thing that we're experiencing is energy first. Mm-hmm. It's energetic in nature that's condensed down into physical matter. So if we're trying to address the physical matter, give a drug, do a surgery, exercise more, eat a different diet, not that that stuff isn't valid, but if that's all we're doing, it's like, it's like if you've got weeds growing in your garden and you're going to take the weed eater and you're going to just cut them down, guess what? They're going to grow back. You're not going to get to the root of it. If you go out there and you pull them and you get the roots out, guess what? Weeds are gone. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so the weeds are the subconscious interference that's disrupting what you're trying to create on a consciousness level. Mm. It's the interference that keeps us stuck in patterns. For me, I, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I was, I was called names. I was called fat, fatty, fat. So two by four, whatever, like, and, and as a kid that like, becomes true in your mind. And then my mom, bless her, she didn't know any better, but she would, she would tell me not to eat certain things and then put the cookie jar right in my face, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just so hard. So I started sneaking food and doing all these things. And the, the reality was that I had this subconscious program and this belief that I was fat. I was worthless. I was unlovable. I I couldn't, uh, my mom was thin and she was a, she was actually, um, anorexic. I didn't know what that was at the time. So I wanted to be like her and I couldn't be like her. So I became bulimic because these subconscious programs, these energetic blueprints were running my, my body and my life. We literally have these programs in this, in the subconscious and the subconscious is running our body and running our life on automatic pilot. As if all those old stories, programs, belief systems, and traumas are still going on in this moment. Mm. So we're living through this rose colored glass viewpoint of I'm fat, I'm unworthless, I'm unlovable, I have no purpose, I should die, <laughs> right? And we believe it to be true, but it's our perception. So in order to shift it, we can talk about it. Therapy is great. I love therapy. And that's a conscious process most of the time. Mm-hmm. We got to get to the subconscious and shift the sh- subconscious programming and heal the subconscious trauma that you've been holding on to or that we've been holding on to so that we can release ourselves from the need to have symptoms, be it chronic mm-hmm. fatigue, bipolar, manic depression, right? Autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, I believe, the future of healing. I think that we've gone so far from the essence and the core of what healing really means. And this to me is the only thing that really makes sense. I I totally agree that there's a lot of modalities that are great for, you know, 
that are crutches or that are supportive in helping us to feel better. But if we're really going to get to the root root of what's going on, we have to get to those subconscious programs. And that's really what helped me, what had me shift out of being, you know, a clinical nutritionist and moving into mindset because I saw this disconnect of we're not really getting to the root of what's going on. Like, why are people emotionally eating in the first place? Why are people treating their bodies like shit? Why are people not taking care of themselves in the way that they say that they want to? It's because consciously they want to be skinny or want to feel better, but subconsciously there's something that's blocking them. And I, I really appreciate how clearly you explained that and, and really broke that down of the difference between these different types of healing modalities. So in your work with clients, share a little bit more about what does that look like maybe to access those subconscious you know, beliefs and, and what are some of the different modalities that you use as a practitioner to help people to really uncover that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I am... I'm a master practitioner of bioenergetic synchronization technique. It's called BEST for short, uh, which is an energetic consciousness repatterning process that we can do in person or virtual. Uh, I also spent many years studying with a Native American Apache shaman who's taught me how to access uh, different energy energy fields to and, and help shift them. The process when I work with a patient is really one of helping them come to what is what is it they want to get like what's their why why are they here, and then helping them come to understand what's been holding them back. And maybe they'll 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 come to it consciously like oh yeah well I had this trauma when I was a kid and so I you know I feel unlovable right that could be that uh, or they may not. They may not know. So, and that's okay. But all we got to do is we got to find the frequency and, and we can do that. Like it's a very easy practice where you can have somebody close their eyes and I have them go into their body, like breathe into their body. So they embodiment, right? So we're like tuned into our body because our inner wisdom speaks through our body. So then when we can get tuned into our body and we can start going through process together where I help them feel into what's true and what's not true. And those, and, and we're, we're stagnation or energetic blockages or, or uh, disharmonious frequencies are in their body field or space, then I can take them through process where they can actually remove it or look at it, be with it, accept it, heal it with the help of me and their guides and, and spirit and whoever you, you work with out there, you know, way beyond our physical body. And then, then we basically um, move that frequency out and then have them pull in the frequency that they want or the belief or the feeling that they want to embody. And then we shift it. Mm, amazing. Yeah. So cool. I wanted you to just like share behind the scenes of what you do. Cause I know that you have many, many different qualities to use and that was super helpful to, to even just give a little snapshot of that. So thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, most people are like, how do you just shift it? Right. Cause I've been trying to shift it. <laughs> I've been trying to stop eating carbs at night. Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop drinking a glass of wine at night before bed, you know, and then the, then that's a belief and that's an experience. And, and, and the experience that we have creates a feeling, which creates a reaction, which creates another experience, which creates another feeling. And so there's this 
kind of this vortex that we can get caught in on an energetic level. But the great thing in, and, and what quantum physics is actually showing us, like the science is showing us this, we just haven't caught up to it yet. Most people is not being taught in like school mm-hmm. yet. Um, but, but what it shows us is that there's the ability to, to shift in an instant, mm-hmm. to shift so quickly that you can be both things at once. Because in that moment of, of instantaneous shift, you're both things at once. It's called a quantum flip. And that is, that's science, right? And we, that we're a part of that nature. We're just like, we're a part of everything. And so when we can really begin to wrap our mind around the fact that we actually do have the ability to shift, we just have to find the key to unlock that healing potential. And it's different for everybody, right? But mm-hmm. we have the ability to shift. And then once you like accept that as your truth, guess what? No holds barred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's even a belief in itself, the idea that we can't shift the belief, right? Got it. Tried so many times. I haven't been able to do it. I can't do it. It's not possible. And I think that right there, what you shared is is really the foundation or the the starting point of even believing that it's possible for you to change. And and really I think, you know, I I definitely nerd out about the quantum field and understanding quantum physics. Like it's so fun for me. And, you know, that's not everyone's interest. Not everyone has to understand that, but if we can take that complex information and translate it in a way that people can use it, I think that's, that's where it's at. So for anyone who's listening, if you're not like super turned on by the quantum field, but you actually want to heal, like it is possible for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what does turn you on in your spiritual world? Like quantum physics for me is a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might sound really weird. I should name a book that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what does turn you on in your spiritual world? Right. I mean, maybe it's God, right? Maybe it's the concept of God. Maybe it's the concept of guides. Maybe it's the concept of goddess. Maybe it's the concept of, uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is that turns you on that, that, that part of yourself that, you know, that is way, bigger than your physical body your physical experience because we are not our body we're not our physical experience we're not our mind we're way bigger than that and that's the part that we want to tap into and, and resource from mm-hmm. yeah amazing well thank you for sharing such powerful wisdom with us today i also really appreciated your vulnerability and you sharing parts of your story i think so relatable for so many women and I would love to have you share where people can follow you. Where can they continue learning from you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you, you can go to my website and uh, I have some patient testimonials on there. If you'd like to hear from other women and actually a man is on there too. Who <laughs> my work. It's uh, drbrandyvictory.com. So dr brandy with a Y victory life at cheer.com. Uh, and um and then if uh, the one the one easiest way for people to get involved in my work is I have a group coaching program called the Uplevel Your Health VIP program. It's only $27 a month and you can cancel anytime. So um, in there, there's monthly empowerment packs where I send out a pack of videos and resources and tools and worksheets to um, help people like give them tools throughout the month that they can use. And then every week, in the Facebook group, I go live for training and for questions. So people can actually ask me questions one-on-one. So yeah, so that, that would be, um, at Facebook, uh, my Facebook page. I don't know. I'll have to give you the link. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll make a note to make sure that it's in there. And I think going to your website sounds like a great place to start. And then we'll make sure that that link is there. So 
Thank you again. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is always fun. And I, I love having conversations with you. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> yes, there's, there's so much more. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, have a blessed week.